eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. No days off! No The Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest bump. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This you microphone week? put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. Dot On WEI.com. Breaking down the Patriots 27 24 win over the Chargers. And before I go on, you heard this first on the Off Day Podcast last Friday. I predicted Patriots 27 24. So that's my victory lap. Taking it. Right off the top. Every once in a while, a Homer squirrel finds a nut. Yeah, I kind of figured that response was coming. No, you, you nailed it, and the Patriots nailed it. This was their first win of the year. Um, that you mattered any stock, yeah, like put any stock in or be you know in, encouraged by. And I think it now even it validates the last few weeks when they, you know, the talk of we know we're getting better, and then we needed that win against the Jets, and we put it all together. Took care of business against a bad team. Did what you're supposed to do, and now went to LA, taking on a team that's they built an impressive early season resume. I know people are like taking pot shots at the Chargers. I'm just going to give that they were a four and two team who had played good teams, had beaten good teams. They were coming off the bye. Like I'm just going to give the Chargers credit and the Patriots credit by extension for this was a good win against a good team. Mm-hmm. on the road. And I thought one of the, the quotes that kept jumping out and Damian Harris um, said it a couple different ways. Um, I forgot exactly how he worded it. Like we know we can, can compete with anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somewhere along those lines. We know we can, yeah, we knew you could compete with anyone. You competed with the bucks and the bucks Cowboys. And yeah. We didn't know you could beat good teams. Yep. And that to me is the difference. The compete level, I don't think we ever questioned, right? It's no, no, no one ever did with this team. 
right? Like now you, now you can beat a good team on the road. Um, and I think Judon said it, everything's in front of them. Now you're four and four. The AFC is wide open. Yep. Like who knows, are the chargers good? Are they not good? Like are the bills, the Titans, all these teams, like, are they going to surge? I know people were starting to believe a little bit in the Colts. Like they were a Patriots type team, like could be a playoff contender started slow, but now Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life. But um, like it's wide. You have nine. You, you've given yourself the ability to have nine games that mean something over the second half of the season. Yeah. That's- I just looked at the next before that Monday night game against the bills. You have four games that can really change the season in a way. Like I'm not saying that that game could be for the AFC East, but you have games against the, the Panthers, the Browns, Falcons, the Titans. Those are all semi-winnable. They're, they're winnable games now. Like right. you, you've given yourself reason to say that. And so you're what? Two games behind the Bills? Two games behind the Bills. Oh, and, and you just so happen to have two games against the Bills. Like literally you now kind of, the old John Dennis who hated it, you control your destiny. Like if you're, if you're as good as you've been trying to convince us, us that you are, and you're going to keep winning these one game weeks that Damian Harris is fixating on and getting better every week and all these things. It's all, it's all ahead of you. It's all on the horizon. Conversely, it could have gone the other way. Like if, if you lose this game could have really sucked the wind out of, of what you were trying to sell everybody. And no, absolutely. I think that was underplayed like being three and five and not being any good team. Like how do you kind of get yourself up for, you know, these games coming up? Like, where do you kind of, go from there because the narrative can you be you just can't beat the good teams right so um okay so getting into kind of the particulars of the game and and the way it played out um didn't get off to a great start i uh, know um, defensively you you kind of allowed them to do what i think some people thought justin herbert and the chargers were going to do most of the day and mm-hmm. and move the ball um but then you answer and you created a dog fight and you made you made justin herbert uncomfortable um, which I think was key. And do you think Bill kind of has him down? I don't know if he has him down. It's, it's two straight. He's had his worst two statistical games against the Patriots, his worst two pass passing pass or ratings coming against the Patriots. But I just didn't really see anything remarkable with what the Patriots did today. I thought they rushed well. I they thought did. they covered pretty well. They took advantage of some opportunities, like the ball that bounces off Eckler's hands and Adrian Phillips picks off. If you don't catch that, who knows how it plays out? You know what I mean? Like they yeah. kind of took advantage of their opportunities. I, was, I just thought this timing looked off. Sort of similar to Mac Jones in the second quarter. I just thought Herbert really wasn't comfortable and in sync a lot of the game, especially in the second half. And I also didn't think – I didn't think they're they – they missed – they left plays on the field, as Bill would say. They left plays out there, plays they'd like to have back. Even that last one, it was late with Keenan Allen crossing – Wide open. J.C. Jackson was like five yards like downfield from him. And Herbert had no real pressure, steps up, delivers the ball, and it's just off Keenan Allen's fingertips. It's like this is supposed to be a, a, a superstar budding Hall of Fame quarterback and one of the best, most consistent veteran receivers in football. That's got to be made 100 times out of 100. Like that yep. can't be missed. Um, so I thought there were missed opportunities, but missed opportunities for both teams. Like you mentioned it, max timing was off. The, uh, the weird Hunter Henry play on the goal line where he wasn't coming out of his break. Um, and then the same thing happened on the, the Phillips pick six where he, Cook wasn't ready. He wasn't even looking. Yeah. And, and not only wasn't he, he, he turned to the inside when it seemed like uh, Herbert threw to the outside. Yep. And that's why I got all mad at 
was that Charles Davis was doing the color? Like, oh, this, you know, way, way off mark or something throw here from Herbert. Well, no, the biggest issue was the guy wasn't looking. The guy didn't turn around for the throw. So, um, but give the Patriots credit. They, they gave up. So they struggled a little bit at times against the run, obviously gave up the big 75 yarder. But even on that, I thought JC Jackson makes the play. Phillips was the one to me who, who busted his ass. angle. Yeah. Like that was tremendous. So, and it ended up, you know, like that's a fight that I think can matter. You don't just stop and give up a, uh, well, it almost saved four points because right. they scored on third down. So it, you know, didn't matter, but still plays like that. They matter. I mean, I think but you they, never know when it does matter. And you ended up in a three point game, the way it plays out, the way it goes back and forth. And then they have the, you know, I did think maybe the Patriots played a little too conservatively down the stretch. Like the, they started the like staying in bounds with five minutes left. Yeah. Like you got to score, like, like play to win. We've talked a little bit about this, this balance between, playing smart, playing for the other team to lose, and then also playing to win. Felt like they played to lose. Like they were like trying to just hang on as much as they could. Yeah. And, and I don't, I didn't love that necessarily. I know a lot of people were giving them like glowing marks for situational football and staying in bounds. And I don't know, I would have liked to have seen another score, like touchdown, like break a run there instead of staying in, but but whatever. Um, Nitpicking, they got the win, they got the job done. And I thought they got, across the board contributions from pretty much everybody except the quarterback. The quarterback wasn't great today. Well, and he was self-admittedly, he was his biggest critic as he always has been. Uh, yeah. I think what, what do you say? Um, I didn't play very well and everybody else around me did or something. Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which wasn't really wrong. And I also say it wasn't like, like Phillips had the two interceptions, but it wasn't like a dominating one guy did everything. Like I would say no. every single player did their part, like, just well enough. Like it was a good solid team when everybody did their job. Yeah. I mean, it's another game where I think whether he shows up in the stats or in the sack or whatever, like Judon is just Judon's the key to their defense. He had the sack early, but other than that, he wasn't like, right. But you know, I think he had the sack early, but I think on the next play, he had a pressure. They force a punt. He's just around the ball a lot. And the offensive line cares about him a lot. And I just, I like what he's brought to the defense. I think he's really developed into a key player because they didn't, they didn't play perfectly defensively. They were good against a good offense. Like I'll give them an undermanned, but another week where I thought the linebacker level got exposed at times chasing terribly. Yeah. Like, and it's so funny because when they were talking about the Patriots on offense against the chargers, Charles Davis made some comment about, you know, in the modern NFL, you get all these converted safeties at linebackers. So it's hard to do some things over the middle because you got these athletes. And I was like, not against the Patriots. You got Jawan Bentley and then Dante Hightower and these guys chasing. Um, So that aspect wasn't great. And the run defense just wasn't great. They got early on, they gave up the fourth down. Then they gave up a touchdown on a pile that got pushed five yards. That was like, a lack of effort i thought from the defensive lineman too like standing around like they they thought they had him so they just kind of gave up it and i kind of it's funny because i kind of agree with it like i think they thought the whistle was going to blow and the whistle yeah. just never blew right <laughs> and the pile kept moving and the, well, that's not the mentality you should have I, I agree you don't have to yell at me i, I know how it works i'm just saying um yeah effort or playing through the whistle or whatever you want to call it there 
was lacking. And then when you add in the, they had the 75 yard run, then they had a Eckler like 28, 29 yard run well, later. Had that Keaton Allen 41 yarder. So like they gave up some chunk plays and, um, but they, they did, they did what they needed to do. And Nick Folk, you know, we talked the complimentary football. Well, this was a complimentary game, not perfect by any means, not complimentary dominance, but complimentary. Nick Folk hits his field goals. Gunner, we talked about it, has been returning better and better. And he says he likes to return in LA because he likes the air or whatever. That's why he's good there. You know, a place that's notoriously some of the worst air in America, I believe. Smog and all these things. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. The LA game, the Rams, that game was in SoFi Stadium too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they got crushed. So they they dominated one game and then got blown out the next one. I think everybody's kind of just like forgetting about that game. Things happen. Jeez. He goes from a homer picking the team and then people not noting negative things enough. Jeez. I got a whole negative list to come. Oh, you do? Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of negative stuff from this game. Okay, well, let's stick with some of the positives. Okay. Um, Damian Harris, I thought, ran well again. Not dominant well, but well, like, I would also it, say if you give him the two holding oh, yeah. call runs, now he's yeah, at 120 right. yards or whatever. And right. Like, talking, but I thought he ran well, and I thought they – did what they needed to do to run the football some. I know Mike Reese was asking a lot of questions post-game about the uh, goal line and deciding to throw the ball on the goal line, which the the fourth down play, the the fade to Jacoby Myers on the left side, like. I mean, that's, that's, that's nitpick number one, that whole oh, sequence. No, no, no. I don't think that's nitpicking. That's one of the worst calls I think Josh McDaniels has ever made. That whole sequence was his worst call. You're up you're against the worst run defense in the league. Run but the ball. But forget about that. Like, okay, that's a that's a good fair point. Yes. Like Jacoby Myers is not is that like, a receiving touchdown. He's right. He's never it felt a little bit like let's get him his touchdown now. But you don't do that on fourth down. You did that last week against the Jets. But do you ever think of the guy I want bodying up for a catch, <laughs> competitive catches? I I mean, in all honesty, I'd rather see Nikhil Harry in that. I was just gonna say that. And I don't ever want to see Nikhil Harry. And that's a situation where I would go to Nikhil Harry with that play before I would Jacoby Myers with that type of play. It makes no, or Jonu Smith or Hunter Henry or almost any, well, not Nelson Aguilar because Nelson Aguilar and, and Mac Jones, I don't feel like they have a real good. Um, no, I, I, I thought that because they had, they clicked on the first, that, that, right. that was one of Max, I thought best throws of the year. And I thought like, oh, maybe they got something, but they missed on, I don't, I think that was his only catch. Yeah. They missed on the rest of the game and it just doesn't look quite right with him. Um, and so, yeah, that play really, really bothered me. And you're right. That should have been another one yard rushing touchdown follow Jakob and his crimson I, hair. I just, I just didn't understand the whole sequence. Like you, it's just, it's just another situation where he gets McDaniels gets cute and overthinks things like, just don't do it. Like but, what do you think's going through Bill's head? Um, I got, I mean, cause, cause don't you think there was a message to Josh at halftime saying run the freaking ball? There should have been, I don't know if there was, or maybe it was his own. Uh, yeah, coach, I should probably run the ball a little more, huh? Like maybe he put his head down and knew it. Um, but that was, yeah, that's, I generally defend Josh against nitpicking of play calls and spit, but to me, the fade to Jacoby Myers is arguably one of the worst calls he's made in his tenure as offensive coordinator of the Patriots. It, it just, Made no sense. And then the third and ones, why are we doing shotgun draws to Brandon Bolden? Um, that's a fair question. Fair like, question. I, I don't I don't mind running the ball, but 
you're, you're in shotgun and you give Duran James a chance to make a play, go, go over center, run the ball up the middle. Like, right. And they've, the last three weeks, they've developed into an I formation, follow Jakob. Yes. Power running. Damian Harris, we trust our old line. Karras is settled in on when who's settled in. So, yeah, I, the too cute thing is probably ac- – I think the too cute's actually more accurate in that case than the goal line. The goal line, I don't know what he was thinking. That's too stupid, too too dumb. The too cute is, yeah, not just doing what you do. Follow – I mean, we saw them do it against the Chargers and the Chiefs and those teams in the playoffs. Like, it's okay to be predictable sometimes if – if it works yeah if if you can do what is predictable like and the chargers can't run you've been running well it's not like you're a team without a fullback and you're like oh crap let's put a d lineman at fullback and run like no we don't do that no no this is what you do you've been doing it well for three weeks in a row do it so i think that's a fair criticism should i continue my list uh, sure. I'm very, int- how long is this list? I got some, uh, not, some not, writing. not too long, but another one, the, the, um, wasting timeouts, like you had the, and one was coming the first possession of a drive. You had 12 minutes in the field. You had to use a timeout. Then yep. it was, um, why am I blanking on what happened? But you had a challenge where you lost the, the challenge. That was dumb. I, which I think Bill thought that the holding penalty was on Van Noy. Yeah. I, he- I heard Zoe say that I didn't, noticed that because i think because charles davis was confused on that one too he seemed yep. to think that if herbert were were standing in the end zone when the whole the hold held the hold came at like the five and i think he's saying like, charles davis thinks that if the quarterback's in the end zone and holding occurs anywhere in the field it's a safety yep. that seemed to be what he he was insinuating okay. um but then zoe said that vanoy also got held and it looked like that did happen in the end zone and that could have been um because bill had a weird comment there at some point he said flags penalties and penalties we didn't get or something so maybe um, he thought that okay i think he might be alluding to that then the other uh, the other timeout was after the little um the, the players gathered for like the after the play back and forth while the play clock was still running oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac had to call a timeout right yeah i mean it wasn't perfect and i think they they acknowledged that that it wasn't perfect and there were still mistakes and but, but it's just uh, my my bigger issue is more with the communication and having the personnel not right. We're going on two years now. Uh, yeah, no, I mean that's a fair communication, and wasting timeouts should not be a Patriot thing. No, if we're going to say they're the best coach team in football, and blah blah blah. But that's where I get down to. You, it can be true that you have the best head coach in football, but aren't the best coach team in football? There can be a disconnect through the assistants and through the roles and through personnel and who's getting guys on and off the field and making calls right like if that guy's not good in his job bill can't make him be good correct right? no, like uh, if he messes up this isn't a bill belichick criticism it's on the coaching staff as a whole and probably more on the guys under him but it's uh it's his job to fix it and we're on year year two of it where in close games you need your timeouts you got away with it today but you might not next week yeah but it might not matter next week or you might clean it up between now and next week. like that's where, like, they're not a perfect team, but there's a lot of imperfect teams in the National Football League right now, and especially in the AFC. And that's another reason I feel um, like I'm going to be writing a column, like, it's time to take the Patriots seriously, whether you're a fan or a foe 
Like if you're the defender, yep, I can, it's more believable that you've been supporting them. You know, we're this close, we're better than our record, blah, 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 all that maybe. And now if you're a, an opponent, it's like, okay, well, they were playing teams close, but couldn't finish. Now they finished one on the road against a decent team. Like, uh-oh, they, they might be picking up their mid-season steam as mid-season mm-hmm. hit. So, I, and, and I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke up anybody's ass. I think it's more legitimate. They're a more legitimate team today because of what they did against the Chargers. No question. And then uh, lastly, Dante Hightower, he blew up a guy, I know, but he's, he's lost a step. Uh, he has definitely lost a step. And I, I think that whole, it's why I, I bristled and we actually talked about it with Merloni and Fourier. The, I don't know if you listened or, or read the Mayo comments about give me, it was talking kind of about the chargers and their faster, smaller linebackers compared to bigger, slower line. And he said, give me the linebacker, big linebacker runs a four, seven, who's been playing linebacker for a long time, as opposed to the smaller linebacker, who's a converted safety. He's only been playing for a year or two. He runs a four, four, but sometimes he takes two steps in the wrong direction. They'll get there at the same time. And he literally, and I was like, on the bad plays, they'll get there at the same time. Right. On the good plays, he'll get there two steps quicker because he went in the right direction and right. he has speed. So I just, I think there is a combination of fading Hightower, maybe fading Jamie Collins, maybe fading Kyle Van Oy, And then they're all like that. They're all these big, yes. like Juwan Bentley's not old. Nope. And it's not his fault that he's big and slow. He was born big and slow. He played at Purdue big and slow. I remember talking to his position coach. That was the question. Oh, you know, he can't run like an NFL linebacker needs to. And he had like a a long pick six. And the coach was like, he answered that that day. No, he didn't. That happens. Like I've seen Vince Wilfork run down the field with the football people chase. Like that doesn't prove you should be playing linebacker. They have bigger, slower linebackers. That, that, that's a fact. And I think other teams are target noticing that targeting that. It's not a fatal flaw, I guess, at this point. But no, no, but it's a it's, weak point in the defense. I mean, yeah, just look at the way that the Cowboys were able to scheme things up. But I think other teams can, can do that, too. And the other issue for me is I may have to accept that you have a mismatch if you throw the ball to Zeke on Bentley or you throw the ball to Eckler on Bentley. Why do I have to also accept that you're going to run for 130 yards or 160 Correct. yards? If I have big linebackers, their bigness and their slowness should help me cut down on their running. You know what I mean? Like, so that's, to me, that's the biggest issue. You know, you're going to have to accept some of those mismatches in the passing game. Other teams are running on your big linebackers. That's the problem. One more issue. Kendrick Bourne's fumble. Fumbling continues to be an issue. And they got, that was a tough one too, because he was fighting for extra yards it didn't matter he wasn't going to get the first down they're already in field goal range i just think that's a case you got to be smarter i know i struggle with that whole you know fighting for yards because every once in a while you poke through and it's like a big play and it's like well he never quit he kept his legs in and we praise it and i actually think he i didn't think he had a great day i thought the um no the goal line the, the yeah the goal terrible. line to me i said i turned to my wife i said those are the things he did in training camp that I thought he was going to be not very good. And he's minimized those. He's actually not done that very often, but that was practice field-esque um, ball security there. But so. he didn't play after the fumble. He didn't? Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, look at you. Look at you paying attention. Good job. 
Nikhil Harry got the um, snaps in his place. Where Jake, I was going to say, give Nikhil Harry credit. He made two catches. And one of them, the first one was a little weird. So Asante Samuel, Samuel got hurt on? Yeah, he like, they both kind of came back. He kind of bounced off him. And then yeah. Harry kind of caught it and fell down himself. The second one was a real catch. He ran like a comeback on the sideline, made it look like it was supposed to look. He got separation, caught the ball. So, again, I would have given him a chance on fourth and one on the goal line over Jacoby Myers. Um, do you have any uh, – so, does, does this change your mind with the deadline on Tuesday? Like no. this game? Yeah, me neither. Nope. No, I mean, if they can get Kyle Fuller at a decent price that they think is value, whatever, if they can make – or Brandon Cooks or whatever – you've targeted a receiver, a cornerback. If you can get it at good value, go get it. Like I thought, yeah, it doesn't really change anything for me other than I'm taking them more seriously. I think they have a better shot to make the playoffs. I don't know. Have you seen any numbers? I haven't looked at any. Well, like the 538 numbers. No, yeah. I haven't seen any. Like their chances, they're a, they're a 500 team mid-year in a, in a conference that's all jumbled up, right? Garbled yep. together. Like they're not, their numbers have to have gone up their chances to make I'm pulling up right now. Oh yes, they have. So they went into the game, uh, 39% chance of making the playoffs. It's up to 47%. So they're knocking on the door of being expected to make the playoffs more than 50%. Yep. So, and I, I don't, that's, that's the way it feels to me. That was a good win. That was a quality win. That's, that's what they, that's what they lacked. Like they truly like, they mentioned that at one point during the broadcast that, you know, oh, it's a you know one of those quirks of the schedule, or no, they huh? they, weren't, they weren't able to beat a, a good team or even a decent team. Like they they crapped themselves in those opportunities, and the only team they could beat was the crappy ones. Do so you think this could also kind of say more that those were moral victories in a way? Um, what do you mean? Like, like I think those losses look better in a way where you can point and say they're one play away from beating that team. Yes. Yes. Now that you did this, yeah. you get a little bit more credit for those. Yes. Right. Where it's not like you're pointing to five games that that happened. You're pointing to, you know, one or two. Right. You, yeah. Because now to use the old parcels, you are what your record says you are, but your record says you're an average decent yeah. team. Right. Yeah. And you could be a good team. You were this close to being a good team. So yeah, I do think you get a little more credit for the bucks and the, you, you don't get any more credit for the, uh, the dolphin, the, the dolphins game was a debacle. Like that's, I don't want like, it, it, there's a very real scenario where January, whatever it is, eighth, you're looking at that Miami game saying right. that really cost us. And I think I said that at the time. Like we, we, you did. We said it, we said it going into the year that the saints games and the dolphins games were those 50, 50 games that you yep. needed to go your way. Yes. And you made your job now even though it's now more doable, you made your job a lot harder right well, now. I think the fact that we didn't consider then was how sort of uh, how bad the AFC would be. Right. And like, we knew that there was a chance, let's just say that the chargers and the Raiders were in the mix, Yeah, but we thought they'd be in the mix chasing the chiefs, chiefs. not ahead of the chiefs. Correct. So who knows what the chiefs will end up being in a month and a half or two months from now. But yeah, there's definitely some jockeying going on, but yes, they, the Patriots are in the mix. There's no other way to say it. Anybody who says they're not in the mix and they don't have a chance is now just being truly negative or a hater or whatever. How much 
How much did this game like truly change your opinion of this team? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Like, did you need to see it? Like, because to me, I, I bought in. I bought into the players what they were saying. I could see sort of strides being made. I don't think you were as far as I was. I mean, you yeah. didn't pick them. You picked them to lose by eleven points. Yeah. No, I just, and I still have doubts about their makeup, their talent, their actual talent. Like, but, but when you compare it to the rest of the AFC, then you're kind of like, well, this team has its faults too. So does this team. No, I know. They, they all, you're right. They're all flawed. They all have faults. They all make dumbass plays when I watch and stupid penalties and bad coaching decisions. Like all the things we're talking about here because we see it up close. Yeah. If you sit back and watch Red Zone or you sit back and watch a, a week of football or a ser- they're all doing it. They all have examples of it. But I still get back to kind of what we were just like the matchups and the, the, the players, the, like, I still have questions about how good Kendrick Bourne is and how good Nelson Aguilar. Oh, and like how sustainable is Brandon Bolden is your third down back. Like he isn't like, like I firmly believe he isn't, you're not going to get enough plays out of that. And you, you didn't get anything out of Johnu Smith. Like you're not getting, that's not hitting its stride. The team is hitting its stride. But like that's not, and that was supposed to be a factor. And like, mm. where are those guys going to be? Let's just say you do get to the playoffs or get to that game in week seventeen or eighteen that you need to get in the playoffs. Who's your go-to guy? Who's like? Whereas you know, you still watch like a team like Tennessee. I think Tennessee is trying to distance themselves or like make themselves a a leader in the AFC. Yeah. You know why they're going to be good, right? Right, Tannehill. AJ Brown, the Derrick Henry, like you know what their core guys are. This team, I mean, I guess you'd say you hope Damian Harris is you'd say Damian Harris in the O line. Is that enough? Like no. Because that because Damian Harris in the O line is not as good as Derrick Henry in their O line. Of course not. Not as consistent, not as pretty like so. I just I, I believe in their opportunity now. I still have questions about their overall talent and make it like the secondary, like Jalen Mills giving up a touchdown late. That sucks. Like, and I, I don't just put it all on him. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but is miles Bryant, Jalen Mills and Joe on Williams good enough for some, probably two of those three to be on the field all the time right. for nine straight games in a playoff run. Probably not. But I have in the linebackers we just talked about. Um, and if you don't get a tipped ball interception or you don't get a fortunate play, like that wasn't, it wasn't a remarkable play by Adrian Phillips. Like he didn't no. undercut a route and like make this great break. The, on ball, the ball bounced his way and he made, he capitalized. Yes. So if you don't get those, I, I guess my point is, I think when you get into really important games against good teams, generally you need playmakers to make plays like, proven playmakers win one-on-one battles blah 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 i don't know how many guys they had like and he, even your quarterback like he's he's i don't think he's gonna lose you games but he hasn't really done anything yet to prove that he can win a game for you either right like he any he, he also had a bad day so that's like the freshest thing in our mind like he made like the first throw you talked about the the aguilar one yep Really good throw. Really good throw. He, and he made a couple other really nice throws, but 
wasn't slinging it all over the field and looking like a playoff caliber. You need me to throw for 270. I'll throw for two, or you need me to throw. So I still have personnel questions about this team, but it doesn't matter. They put them, they gave themselves the opportunity to matter. The make or break point of the season, they're they're ready to make a run. Or but I would also argue they're in a better shape than their next two opponents. The Panthers are banged up. They're four and four. Um, and then the Browns, their quarterback has one arm, basically. So right. the quarterback has one arm. I watched the game and the, the portions I saw, Jarvis Landry and, and OB o- Odell suck. Yeah, they Odell dropped the ball. Catch. Like yep. you, you they they're not making the plays. So they're no different than the Patriots in my mind. Like just because they have better names, if I can't count on them to make the plays when I need the plays to win the game, your name can be Kendrick Bourne or your name can be Odell Beckham. It doesn't matter. If you didn't make the play, I can't trust you. And, you know, they obviously have issues. Well, not, I guess not issues because they keep churning out running backs, but issues in their backfield. But yeah, you're right. I mean, these, these games are winnable. These games are definitely winnable. And then you could – I'm not – I don't want to wish this upon us, but I think that game against Tennessee is going to get flexed Sunday night. Oh. Interesting. Because that's in four weeks. Titans are six and two. If you, you know, win those games, you could potentially beat – you're probably going to win two out of your next three if you, if you continue to play at this pace. Yep. Like that's all of a sudden the big AFC playoff matchup. So just, just something to keep an eye on down the road. You know who won't like that? A lot of people. My wife. She's oh. taking my uh, son and his friend to that game. Ooh, could be a late night, early morning at school. Yeah, interesting. Oh, whatever. Football's over. Basketball won't have started by then. Take hey. a day off from school. Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, well, this is this is the week of Stephon Gilmore. He's already said he's got some extra motivation for this game. Um, so, what? He had a pick. He did. He did. Kind of a bad throw. Yes. Like, but... I mean, he didn't make any great move. It's just. He was covering Kyle Pitts and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan threw Kyle Pitts and yeah. Like it was, it was not a good, but Hey, give him credit. He made the play. So I'm sure Bill will get more questions on Stefan Gilmore and we'll get less answers. And yeah, I just, don't you think that Bill, I know we, we've been through this and I'm sure you'll tell me that we've been through this. Um, why did you trade Stefan Gilmore? <laughs> and don't, and don't tell me about the statement. Right. Like, no, no, no. I read the statement. Um, maybe I'm a moron, but I still don't understand it. Right. You need a cornerback. He's playing cornerback under his current contract for the team you're playing this week. Um, How? Why? <laughs> well, I also, that's with the deadline. That's kind of bad optics. I think in a way too, like if you trade for a cornerback, everybody's like, well, you had one in Gilmore. Like, you know, Oh, I know why. They had to get Jamie Collins. They needed the cap space. They had the cap space, yes. And the instant impact that Jamie Collins has had on the defense is remarkable. Yeah, he had that sack in three plays in Houston. Everybody thought it was right up, and it's kind of gone down. Hasn't rubbed his belly since. Nope. (laughs) All right. So we'll we'll have that talk about this week. And feel good about your football team. Four and four. Like Matthew Judon said, everything's in front of us. There's no reason to be anything but positive right now. If you're a Patriots fan, you earned this right. Many of you were very loyal and not all of you, because some of you got very negative and some of you on Twitter are still negative and aren't giving this team credit for the position they're in. But many of you stayed loyal, stayed homers, just like Ryan Hannibal. You picked him to beat the Chargers. Pays off, pays off every once in a while. You're right. All right. Uh, We'll talk to you later in the week. Peace out. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.